welcome back to the show, transformational coach and yoga instructor, Lehia Wills. What's up? What's up? What is up? <laughs> uh, when last we left off, you uh, you were just finishing up your book of the month for your for your book club, the book cult. Um, how did that how that turn out for you? You said it wasn't your favorite. Said, but uh, you liked the history. Yeah, yeah. So still, I am stuck on that uh, opinion. Uh, not my favorite. Uh, the ending. What, what book are you talking about again? Sorry. Um, the Long Pedal of the Sea by Isabel Allende. Um, yeah, so, you know, not my favorite. I, I gave it a four out of five rating. And um, I like the history. I learned a lot. Um, lots of drama. Ending, yeah, kind of sad. Not really what I wanted, how this, I wanted the story to end. But I definitely give the author props for the whole research that she did. She did a lot of research on this. She invested a lot of interviews from people who um, who lived through the Spanish War, war which is a interesting, very interesting pandemic. Actually, it was it was really bad. What took place during the Spanish War? There was a flu. A lot of people died, and yeah, was so. that a part of the book? The pandemic, the flu. Yeah, really. You know, that's not what the main story was about, but um. Yeah, a lot of the story took place. Is that a reason why you guys chose that book? No, which is weird. Seriously, we chose this book a week before this whole shit took place. <laughs> this whole shit. Uh, yeah, it was a big shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like I, I'm measuring the, the passage of time in uh, how many movies and or series we're watching. Um, we did finish Tiger King. We did. Um. We finished Tiger King, and we watched that last episode that was released. Was it today? Um, that uh, virtual. That was released last week. It was uh like the Joel McHale virtual interview with everybody, except for Joe Exotic, of course, because he's in jail. Yeah, and his he ex husband has teeth now. Yes, his ex husband. <laughs> it looks totally different. I was. <laughs> That's the most important update: is the ex husband has teeth. <laughs> Dude, I didn't um, even recognize the guy. And apparently has a has a much better uh tattoo cover up that he's he teased. Now he didn't have anything to show for the cameras, of course. He's, he saved it for a later date, probably on his like Twitch channel launch or something <laughs> that he's inevitably gonna have. Crazy to think that he's gonna go off and live like a normal life with his new wife when. This whole this series is out about his fucking ex husband and his crazy life he had, and he I, has no teeth during any. Of it. <laughs> he has a kid now too. Oh, and he yeah, said something right. about his kid, and uh -huh. it, yeah, he stopped the drugs. He ended the drug situation because because a kid changes life. I mean, hey, mm. good for him. Teeth, kid, no drugs. Yeah, well, everyone else seemed to be everyone. Everyone seemed to be in a good spot, at least they they they, they put that out there, like Jeff, like Jeff, uh, Jeff Lowe, at the end of the series, it kind of hinted that he's you know maybe next on the chopping block from the feds and everything, but he seemed fine. He didn't. He of course made it out to seem like he was being treated shown unfairly on the show. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool though. 
I thought so. I thought, I mean, the girl that got her arm chopped off opened up about how she missed. There's a guy, it's a man. Oh, yeah, which you is miss- weird. I, I mean, not weird. I, I mean, <laughs> no, you, buy, you know, but I just, I was confused. Yeah. They- um, yeah, apparently they called her a, a girl the whole time on the, on the, in the documentary, but on the, on the, the recap show, the, the catch up show, they, she okay. was, she was correctly gendered a male. That is her preference. Um, yeah, they hang out at Walmart a lot, they said, and there's a lot of fans wanting to take selfies with them at Walmart. Um, one of the guys, that's the producer, that's one of the least to- crazy things I've heard of in relation to this show. And then, no, the 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 guy. Uh, what's the producer? What was his name? He moved to to Norway. I think he oh, was at um, with his with his fiance. I don't know. He's like the the Asgardians, which. You you don't get that reference yet, but you will. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Forget uh, the producer guy. Moved away to Norway, married a Norwegian girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick. Oh, uh, Rick Kirkham. Rick Kirkham moved yeah. to to uh, Norway. Yeah, living the life, you know. I thought I heard that Doc is it Doc Andal. I thought I heard I heard maybe that he might have gotten raided by the feds. Doc Antle, Doc Antle. He's uh they uh I don't know. Okay. They're at least as of yesterday suspects of a federal investigation. Uh, <laughs> but the Doc Antle thing is weird because he seems like he's got a really like like creepy secretive operation going on over there at his <laughs> at his zoo because you know no one really knows what, the cameras aren't allowed in there. Um, they say he has a crematorium on site where he cremates the tigers that he kills. Um, and not to mention the fact that he gets all these young interns and then he brainwashes them, or no, yeah, not impregnates a few of them brainwashes all of them um yeah anyway uh, crazy stuff crazy stuff yes yeah very low-key situation in in that in that uh tiger uh palace of his keeps it low-key you know with the camera <laughs> yeah yeah Speaking of Loki, oh, that's where I was is going. That, that you, <laughs> you, 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 you took you, it from you're me. You're leaving it out for me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you really? Did you really just set me up for a fucking segue? I did, and you beat me to it. Damn, girl. This um, is. I was going places with that. This Man, is a good I partnership was... here. I'm digging this. I can't. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> speaking of Loki, though, I'm just shocked. That just what? happened. <laughs> um, shocked at what? First of all, I'm shocked that you that you ca- caught that. Um, where I was going with that, and second, I am shocked that I've been missing out on something so amazing. Um, Marvel films. <laughs> yeah, like what? Mm. I've been missing out on Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, this, and I'm discovering all this with you and it's pretty cool this is like one of my favorite parts about our relationship is how uh exciting it is to live vicariously through you as i introduce to you these these awesome stories that i love 
and to see you also get excited about them and and jump around and and have ideas and theories and be shocked and be so so into them is really one of the coolest things of all time i would say yeah you know it's really opened my mind up to just um i'm just so much more open-minded in terms of like you could learn so much through art you know and stories and superhero movies and sci-fi um so i got you into star wars because of joseph campbell and yeah his philosophy. dude like come on people who say like no stop watching that you know like you're wasting time on this no 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 like that's that's actually close-minded because i i mean i used to be like that all these like self-help books personal development don't get me wrong i love those till this day i read you know a few of those books yoga books but i i mean i learned so much through these films you and like how to be a better person and um strength and i don't know these metaphors are just very captivating Uh, i'm gonna cry (laughs) so beautiful yeah dude like i fucking love this (laughs) and it's a perfect time i think i i caught up to this stuff although i've been missing out on it through like my childhood and stuff i'm 27 now but like it really speaks to my soul all these movies you know like thor the relationship with his dad and like his ego and Mm. uh iron man and his ego too all these guys have egos um except for cap cap is very oh dude yeah cap is the one the opposite side of that where he's got totally no ego but also he's like unable to like have anything for himself like he's a very tortured person that way Mm. he doesn't have any fun you might okay don't spoil anything else because i've only seen one cap <laughs> I watched the yeah. first Avengers. Uh-huh. So the, the I love Cap. I've seen so far. This is what we got. We, yeah, we watched all of phase one. We completed the phase one, which is the, the Marvel movies that lead up to the first Avengers movie. hmm Iron Man, Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, and Captain America. Mm-hmm. And the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um and yeah, like you said, uh, Captain America, I loved the first one. That was such a great film. Um, great cast. Perfect guy for the movie. Um, it's cool to see Skinny Steve. Yeah, I was so shocked about that. Um, and where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. I don't know too much of his history. You know how like the others, I, I was telling you how I kind of, I thought it was cool what molded them. Uh, mm-hmm. Into being the people, the guys that they are, the superheroes that they are. So oh, with the Captain, mm-hmm. and um, and then Captain America. All I know so far about him, because I've only seen the one, um, the first one is that he was just bullied, and a mentor sought him, saw saw goodness in him, um, and courage, and um, but that's all you know. And then they did the whole experiment, bulked yeah. up. Started saving people, but I don't know much much history. So I'm I'm wondering if the second and the third one will kind of show more of that. Hmm. That's that's an interesting thing to point out. That's an interesting thing to point out for me as a you know because you're a new new fan. But it's a different perspective because uh, Thor's and Iron Man's storylines are very uh very much driven by their parents and what they learned from them and their relationship with them and their legacies and all that. And, uh, caps is caps is different. 
Captain's mm. different, which is probably, you know, a good thing because, you know, more variety. And uh, Iron Man and Thor is each take their respective turns. It's really exciting. It's it's super cool to be at the ground level of this because I remember how freaking excited I was back, back when these were first coming out, like especially the lead up to the first Avengers movie because it's just like you always just heard about it. Like, I remember that when the first Iron Man came out and Samuel Jackson was in the end credits and was like, oh, here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. And then they officially announced it at Comic-Con that they were going to make a movie about the Avengers with Iron Man and Thor and Captain America uh, and Hulk. And it was just like, I never imagined in my wildest dreams that we could get something like that, that we could see wow. it. And... I remember that feeling of coming out of the theater after seeing the first Avengers movie and my like my insides were just like on fire. <laughs> it, it was just incredible. I was Your dream had come true, huh? Yeah. It was just seeing something. It was total like wish fulfillment. It was like as if I I had webbed the magic genie lamp and they gave me a wish. I was like, I want to see a movie about the Avengers. And wow. they showed it and it was like, there it was. Um. So yeah, it's been it's been great to re relive the, these movies with you. Yeah, um, and hear your insights because you are a very insightful person, and you catch metaphors in different ways, which Ooh. is cool. Hmm. Definitely. So that's my passion. Is man metaphors? You know, I I catch them. I write about them. I I, I have a hard time. Uh, getting over them. So I have to kind of let them settle. And sometimes it takes two days. Um, these movies and have been kind of not in a bad way, but like I've been having to let them settle and just kind of think about them and the story, the character development and uh, in a way relate to them in, in weird ways. I know they're guys, superheroes, whatever, but um, I don't know the story. It's just been, you know, something I've had to let settle. Um but uh, another thing is that I think it's it's funny that you said that, um, you know, you left the movie like, oh, my God, like cause some of these films are cliffhangers, you know. Mm -hmm. So you had to wait a whole year for this. And I have access to just be like, OK, Disney Plus, what's next? You know, I'm ready. I can just jump on the next movie the next day or the next yeah. hour. And you guys, big fans from a while back or since this started, had to wait a year. How was that? <laughs> well it just meant that you spent that whole year watching all the other movies over again and dissecting everything and catching the easter eggs that's what's fun about the marvel movies in particular is is that uh um and the star wars movies but definitely the marvel movies um they they have all these little easter eggs and references to you know pass of the comics pass of the character like different little things creators of the stuff that that are just sprinkled all throughout the movies and even like like little connections between between each other like you'll notice if you pay attention there's some like random shield agents that randomly pop up throughout movies that sometimes have a line sometimes don't sometimes you just see them in other movies but they're there and it's just like cool when you when you see that for the first time you just point that out like oh well that's there that's cool i didn't notice that last time i saw the movie and it, and it kind of just makes the world seem a little little, little more cohesive and tied together um and i like it it's really cool what do you think what do you think of the idea of m movies storytelling on a grand scale like that because the like the avengers movie was kind of like 
it took it picked up the story threads of each individual character and continued them all at the same time but then sent them all off in different directions and you're going to see how they all go off in different directions after this first avengers movie and come back together for the second i mean that is just so admiring um how they put all the pieces together and were able to put it all in one you know because it was not over overdone it was just perfectly you know everyone had their time to to develop each or re um not retell but what what is the word re re like it's sort of like okay. each first scene of each character you see sort of like catches you up from where you last saw left them. off right yeah yes. you sort of pick up because you get that conversation with Thor and Loki about how Loki fell and he was king. And, uh, you know, they're obviously in turmoil. Steve is boxing and he's having literal flashbacks of the first movie. And right. Then, uh, Tony and Pepper, you know, they're kind of they're kind of they're, they're dating pretty much. Right. But they're also working. They're working on cool new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a puzzle piece that they p- kind of put together and it blended in perfectly because, you know, um, I'm sure it was hard to do. But um yeah, props to the to the behind the scene people. I mean, the actors love them. You know, they killed it. Great cast, but the behind the scenes, the directors, producers, man, that is just very admiring. Well, a name you're gonna want to know out of all this is is this producer who's who's the head of Marvel Studios, and he's you know he is the architect of this Marvel Cinematic Universe, as it's called. It's a guy named by the name of Kevin Feige. Mm. He is the guy who. Basically, I mean, he doesn't come up with every idea, but he's like the grand architect of the universe. Like this movie, these movies should come together and sort of collectively tell the story of this or like this storyline or this arc. Um, he uh, yeah, so he works side by side with these directors and these writers to come up with stories that fit his vision for this universe. But also he he, he doesn't goes about it in such a tactful way that he can like. He tells these incredibly compelling stories all weaving to- together, but he also gives these filmmakers uh, and artists the freedom to express themselves in different ways. Like they don't, they're not more so the the later ones than the newer ones because there was a little bit of like st- they'd call it quote unquote studio interference of them like telling having directors put certain things in the movies. But now, as of like they they kind of really settled into a groove, like they they have these all these filmmakers come in and just from from places you'd never expect like dude you, you've seen thor one and thor two wait till you see thor three where they're bringing this new director called tyke named taika waititi and he's a, he does like a bunch of like comedies and like off kind of off kilter like funny weird it's new zealand humor mm. um, but he just reinvigorates the thor movies with a new energy that is just, is just you can't imagine him without it thor three is so freaking good Ugh, and that's for uh, the same can be said about a lot of these movies, like these directors and artists with their with their visions. Um, but it's all it all comes from Kevin, and it's all made possible by Kevin. Um, and that's something that every studio he's somebody that every studio movie studio wishes they had. You know who you know that I've heard of that name before through Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman uh, talks about the uh, comic books on his on his uh, memoir, uh-huh. and um, that people don't appreciate the comic books as much. Uh, he's actually the author of Sandman, which is Great. a dope book. 
We started reading that together. Great, dope comic books. It's seven volumes. We uh, I've read two of them. Justin's read the first one. Awesome stuff. Anyway, so Very on. Cool um, story. We'll have to Neil, do another one about the same. Name. Totally. Neil Gaiman's uh, book, um, A View from a Cheap Seats. It's about his um, history with writing. And he talks, he gives people um, that he admires some appreciation and collapse he's done with them. So I've heard that Kevin guy uh, through Neil Gaiman because of the comic book appreciation and they did a collab together. I'm not entirely sure what they did together, but I have heard of that name before. I will look that up and maybe when we talk about Sandman, we can bring up that Kevin, Kevin guy again. Um, So I don't know too much about him, but I have heard his name from. Well, you know, another cool thing about Kevin is he, uh, he started off as kind of like a, I I think like a production assistant, some very, very low level, like assistant level. On the first X Men movie, oh wow, that came out in two thousand, and he was like a huge fan of the comics and was very knowledgeable and helped them out on set with with stuff, um, and sort of like used that as his av- his avenue that sort of worked his way up to literally running the studio that makes Marvel movies. Wow, Justin, thank you for bringing that up. That just tells you how it's going to be so cheesy, but. How anything is possible when you're like really possible (laughs) when you're passionate about something, you know, like when you're so passionate about something and you just work your ass off and you like you start from literally your foundation from the bottom and you're just like, fuck it. People are probably going to laugh at me or they're going to see me as nobody. But here I am doing my thing. I love this stuff. And um, uh, whatever happens, happens, you know, it's a good way to go about art in general. Yeah, it's it's like sometimes that's something that I'm like, why do we always, you know, I'm guilty too. Why do we always want to start from the top? Why are we like, it's, I don't know. Sometimes you got to start from scratch. Honestly, it's like all the time, not always, but like mostly all the time, right? We got to start from scratch. Yeah, well, because if you're just handed something, you're not going to appreciate it the same way where if it took you everything to get it and it's... It's an easy thing to say, and it's also, you know, something that I definitely catch myself thinking, you know, thinking, oh, shit, this is so hard. Why can't this happen or this Mm -hmm. happen or just this happen? But you got to keep reminding yourself. I just, at least I I think I I remind myself, you know, it's all going to be worth it someday because of all this, all this work. Yeah. And you learn so much, like... I'm sure this guy learned so much being an assistant or whatever he started mm-hmm. doing. And that's what led him. Mm-hmm. People started seeing his passion for editing or whatever he was doing. And they were like, oh, shit, we want this kind of, you know, this dude on our team. Um, so it's definitely I feel like it's about who, you know, you got to be a good communicator and like put yourself out there. But you also got to work hard and you got to start from the bottom. Um, yeah. So, you know, I wanted to talk about guardians of the galaxy and (laughs) the soundtrack and how um thor i think for right now thor is my favorite hero yeah you asked because he's fucking hot he has (laughs) muscles i mean the other guys are hot too though i know you know they're all hot they're all beautiful people. you're hot too you're hotter um you don't need to lie to me babe um <laughs> but um yeah so thor i just the relationship with his dad and the like i really like 
how he had to take that journey and just come back and, um, you know, just learn. The lesson was awesome, what he learned and took from it. And then he still didn't kill his fucking brother after his brother betrayed him so many times and tried to kill him. Um, and, and then his dad offered him the king, the, you know, the king position or at the, the second movie he offered him mm-hmm. and he de- denied it. And um, I, I definitely think it, it had to do with with uh, his girlfriend, what, uh, Natalie Portman. What's her name in the film? Jane Foster. Jane. Jane. Jane um, Foster. But there was, I don't know, that Foster's was just very humbling. That was a humbling moment. Um, I like that a lot. And um, like his outfit, like what he does. He's <laughs> awesome. But uh, in us. But um okay. Brain fart. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one is probably my favorite so far. Soundtrack is awesome. And I like the cast. Chris, what's his last name? Pratt. Pratt killed it too. I like mm-hmm. his story. Dude, the dad, what's up? Like all the stories. Yeah. Yeah, there's but there's a lot of parental, parental. stories and in, in uh in comic books in general, I would say. Because you know, and they're, they're mostly they were most were marketed for kids, mm-hmm. so they probably that makes sense. Identify with that more. I don't know. I could just be talking out of my ass, mm. but yeah, there's a lot of mar. There's definitely a lot of father father stories with the Marvels in particular. Um, oh, the graphics on that too. That was awesome. The first and second Guardians of the Galaxy mm. soundtrack yeah. graphics. We uh. That's that's a good example of a movie. That's James Gunn, uh, the direct writer director of that, who just had this wacky vision and he made that movie his own. Like, the mm. Guardians of the Galaxy. No one like, other than the movie, can you think of ever seeing like a comic book of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Or anything? No, like, such an out there concept and weird weird thing. Like I remember when they first said they were gonna do that. And I was like, what the hell? Guardians of the Galaxy. There's going to be a talking raccoon. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and they did it. And you know what? They got Bradley Cooper to play that talking raccoon. They just... Vin Diesel, right? Yeah, it's it's really it's really awesome. And the awesome cast, awesome. Yeah, cast you know, and... title. It's a don't judge a book by its in this in this case title. Um, you know, I've learned this with books. Don't judge a book by its cover. Because I've read some of the craziest books, these titles, and uh, they end up be, these books end up changing my life. These stories, you know, films too. I've I've seen plenty of uh, movies with silly names and talking animals and they just really inspired me and um, <laughs> talking animals <laughs> well you know rabbits babe and... you've seen babe babe no oh it's a good movie talking pig you never seen babe no i've seen charlotte's web but he's not a talking pig oh. okay talking spider I don't remember. Does the pig talk in Charlotte's Web? I don't, I, it's I don't been know. A while. <laughs> it's been a while too. It's been a on I know Spider talks. She dies. Sad story. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up eating the pig, roasting him, and eating him. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. that's pretty dark. It's crazy. I, I know. We learned this in, in uh, grade school. Well, it's realistic though. Yeah, good metaphor, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Sorry, veggie vegetarians. Um. Hmm. But so it's been cool, uh, fun, fun journey. We're uh, 
We're, so we, we jumped, we're, we're one movie into phase two, which is Thor 2. Um, which is, I told you, people who love it or hate it, usually it's one of the one of the far weaker ones. But, you know, breaking it up over two nights was made it pretty, you know, pretty good. Better, I guess. Yeah, my, you know, the other movies have really blown my mind. This one, it was like, all right, cool. It was good. Um. I could have probably seen the others without really knowing too much about this little story that took place in the second Thor. Um, but I mean, it's it added to the whole story. It added, you know, extra spies. That, that doesn't hurt anyone. Right. I mean, it's got <laughs> a pretty crucial thing, which I w- which is that Loki gets the throne at the end of the movie. Mm, true. So Loki's running Asgard now. I have to say, I like Loki. <laughs> I really do. Like when yeah. he died in Thor 2 or they killed mm-hmm. him, whatever. I was a little upset because I wanted to keep seeing. I, I kept asking you and I was, you know, I didn't really want you to spoil it for me, but I was subconscious, just kind of rambling. Um, Yeah, I was upset. I was like, no, no, no. I want to keep, I want to see. He's just such a, He's a little savage, but he's he's wise in his own way. I wanted to keep seeing seeing about him. So I'm excited that he's still alive. Um, and I can't wait to see what else he what kind of stuff he does, what what he tears up. Does he become part of them? Does he want you know, I don't know. I'm just so curious. We shall see. Um yeah, these movies are like showing you Star Wars is probably the, the best thing of all time. Is showing you these movies is like <laughs> uh, the third best thing. Lord of the Rings is second, probably too. But uh, this is fun because these are going to take a while. There's 20, 23, 24 movies and counting. There's going to be Disney Plus series to watch mm. and all sorts of shit to see. So, yeah. And luckily, you seem to be uh, enjoying these worlds. I. I introduced to you and immersing in them a little bit. We're watching the Clone Wars as well. The the cartoon on, yeah. on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, um, love me. I like those. They're nostalgic. They're great. I like the stories. Uh and I like they're like 26, 30 minutes long. Um, perfect little tales. Little bite-sized Star Wars tales. And you're getting uh getting the full picture of of uh, an important new Star Wars character to the canon, who's going to be coming to live action for the first time at the end of the year. I know. Uh, Ahsoka Tano, the, pra- uh, the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. She's going to be in Mando season two. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. You know, I am so grateful. All of this goes to thanking Mr. Ray Bradbury, wherever he is. He passed away in 2012, but... Uh, when I started getting more into sci-fi, uh, was three and a half years ago. Um, when I started reading uh the uh chronicles, um, the Illustrated Man, sorry, um, and I the don't know Illustrated Man, yeah, by Ray Bradbury. What's that about? Um, it's about these people, um. Who travel these, you know, people in Earth that travel, that they see Earth as shit and they want, they discover a new planet. 
And they discover, they try to take it over, and they just experience a lot of things in other worlds. And, um, yeah, it's it's great. I don't know. That really just caught my attention. And then that's when I started getting more into sci-fi and metaphors that took place in, like, space and other worlds. That's cool. I'd say mine... My intro was Star Wars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which one? Uh, A New Hope, Episode Four, the first one. Hmm. What? What? How old were you when you watched that? Um, I want to say five or six. Wow. Yeah, four, but somewhere between four and six, I I will say. Um. I was aware of it before I saw it in the theaters, episode one. Um, yeah, it's really been a lifelong thing yeah, for me because my mom was a fan when she was she was a kid. Mm, yeah, it's like a family thing. I love yeah. that. Honestly, yeah. I, I have my mom to thank for, for pretty much all the, all the major cool things that I like. Yeah, you do. Your mom's Lord of the, the Rings, Rocky, Star Wars. Rocky, I love um, that. Yeah. Um, she loves all the Marvels as well. Yeah. Oh, and to finish your question, the answering your question, you asked what got me started. So it was the Illustrated Men and the Martian Chronicles. Mm. Uh, it's a collection of short stories by Ray Bradbury. Um, there's plenty, but those are the two that I read that got me into it. And um, yeah, so. Cool. The Martian Chronicles is a definitely I highly recommend that one. I highly recommend that one before the Illustrated Men. Martian Chronicles, Martian Chronicles by uh, Ray Bradbury. Uh, what are you reading now? Because you are all you are the only person I know who is always reading something. And isn't your, what you what you read right now is not even for your book cult, is it? It's not even for the cult. It's just just you reading to read. I'm just a curious person, you know. I've uh, if I remember growing up, I would ask people these bold questions, like these adults, like. Why don't you, I literally would go up to people and be like, hey, why don't you have kids? Or I was that kid that was like, why do you do this? Or um, um, <laughs> why did you marry her? I was that kid who would always asking like questions. Why like did that. you marry her? Yeah. Like yeah. when I would see older couples, I'd be like, so what about like, why did you marry her? Why not the other? And how did you guys, I was just, mm -hmm. I'm so curious and I love stories and I just want to know things. So um, <laughs> that's, you know, this is the best way to define now. And I, you know, I become a better reader. There's a lot of words I still butcher and can't pronounce. So these books really helped me develop that. Uh, Spanish was my first language. So um, this really holds my vocabulary and it's, mm. it's, it's fun. I like reading. So I'm reading close to home. It's a book by Andrea Markham. It's my yoga book. It's a, uh, practical about yoga and her story she uh knew janice joplin Ooh, janice joplin plug yeah uh met her and uh talked to her and yeah so i don't know i think her story is pretty interesting and then i'm reading Ch uh choke by chuck palanuk he wrote uh fight club and um several other books he's written mm. is it no, I've seen the movie Fight Club, but it's a dope movie. That's a movie that leaves you feeling like it sticks with you for a while. I'm just seeing that movie. Um, 
how is how does Fight Club compare to Choke? Is it is it at all like any sort of like mind like a mind fuck for lack of a better term? Yes, it is. Oh, another book I read by him is Haunted. The book club read that for Halloween last year. It was a co- collection of short stories. Uh, it is a mind fuck. All his books are. This guy's just he's fucking crazy, but I love him. Um, so this book, uh, Fight Club, I have to say, yeah, there's a movie, Brad Pitt is in it. That's the only, I could say, yeah, uh, only book and movie that I've actually thought movie was better than the book. The book was awesome, easy read, short, but the film was way better than the book. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a mindfuck too, um, this book is about this guy who is a sex addict and goes to these meetings. Um, he goes to grad school for to become a doctor. And his name is Victor, which is the, the main character in my last book, Book Club. Uh, his name uh, was Victor. So weird. Ooh. Anyway, um, yeah, so he goes to these meetings. His mom's in a nursing home. She's losing her mind, uh, has dementia. And uh, growing up, he has a really hard life. His mom's like an addict and bullies him. They move a lot. So what he does, and the title says it all, uh, Choke, is that he goes to these restaurants. He works at a museum um, and pays for his mom's bills in the hospital. And um, he goes to these restaurants where he chokes on steak. And he has people on purpose. He does this purposely. To have people petty him and just help him and like um he this is his way of coping with like love he didn't get much love growing up so he likes this attention these people care about him they end up paying his meals they get his phone number and they send him christmas cards um so yeah so he does that and then um he states something that's very truth and he says people like feed their egos by helping others when they see someone that's less than them when they save someone's life um and so he does he thinks this is very funny and he gets money free meals out of it and he gets free you know he gets hookups he gets christmas cards from friends he's made that have saved his life and yeah it's pretty interesting Damn, that sounds interesting. How 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 deep into that are you? I am fifty seven pages in. It's also kind of a short story. His books are pretty cool. Uh, they're not. They're the dialogue is on point. There's so much dialogue, which I love. A lot of action. Um, and yeah, it's two hundred seventy five pages long. I'm like sixty pages in. Uh, um, but yeah, that's where I am so far. Is he's choking on a steak and talking about how. How people love that to, you know, feed their egos um, Mm. by saving people. And I just think that's so creative of him. You know, a fun fact about this author is that he actually went to a personal development group for a while where he learned a lot of things. So how he helps people and like delivers his message, it's through books like this. Um, Uh. You know, he goes to these meetings because he's a sex addict. And, and I feel like that's just kind of what he experienced in real life. He went to these meetings, like personal development meetings. He just makes like humor, you know, like out of it, like choking on a piece of steak. Someone, I don't know. I just think it's so creative and, and funny. Like, 
And it's funny. It's true though. Like when tragedy happens, you know, people who's who's you know people who want to share it be the first to share it on Facebook and talk about it or like comment and say sorry for something bad that happened or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just very creative and it's silly. I like it. Um, I love this author. So that's not for the book called. Do you have a, you guys haven't chosen another book yet? We have not. Um, they're going to choose the next one this Sunday. I already chose mine. So a different member is going to choose his. I think it's Christopher's turn. I hope he chooses a good one. A lot of dialogue. We'll see. <laughs> I like good. I like good dialogue. Mm. Well, if uh, if you want to read along with them, you should follow. You should follow the book cult on Instagram. Yeah. At the book cult. Yeah, we read all kinds of stuff. Um, fiction. You know, we've only read one nonfiction, which is the Trevor Noah Born a Crime, which is a great book. I think I talked a little bit about this one in the last podcast, but um. Mm. Yeah, but we 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 really we have a lot of variety, you know. We went from classics from the A Watership Down, which is a classic, um, by American author. We've read um uh Truman Capote uh in Cold Blood, which is made into a film. And yeah. All kinds of stuff. I can't even remember other ones. Mm. A variety of spice of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm worn out. We've been doing this uh, ten on. rounds, ten rounds boxing, boxing this week. It's this new uh, new beach body program. Um, I don't know, man. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just worn out. <laughs> Are you trying to say podcast almost over? <laughs> it's cre it's creeping in that direction. Is it but, time uh, to wrap up? Uh, well, how do, well how is uh let's check in on this ten rounds real quick. How how is the first two days? We were two days into ten rounds. We'll do another checkup somewhere down the line too. Yeah, uh, boxing and weightlifting. Six weeks, six week program. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did legs today. I I'm really enjoying this. You know, I love. I'm I'm a yoga practitioner. Practitioner, another word I butcher. Um, love yoga, and this really ch- has been challenging me. And I just got really comfortable with yoga and stretching, so I needed a challenge, and this is perfect. Great balance. Um, I've noticed a little perk. My butt's gotten a little perkier. I've noticed as well. Uh, not only with this, but I've been doing other programs on the beach body. There's an amazing amount, like so many workouts you can do that they provide. It's such a hands down one of the best programs I've ever um It's really cool. Gotten involved I didn't in. know that the beach body on demand was a thing. Like that's it's great. It's like the net the Netflix of workout programs. Um so what you did before was just P90X the program, right? You, yeah, you I just I I or I literally ordered them off the internet and mm. they sent the, sent boxes to me with DVDs. Gotcha. And sometimes yeah. equipment. Um, and what'd you pay? Probably like hundred bucks. You think maybe fifty, sixty? Uh, those are expensive. It was by like uh, I think it was around sixty or sixty or eighty yeah. something like that. Um, well, this is ninety nine bucks, and you get bar, you get yoga, you get P90X, you get Insanity, you get 
oh my god the list goes on and on yeah pretty awesome it is awesome and i'm and i'm happy i mean i'm glad to be doing this new 10 rounds thing um it's something different i forget about how important it is to uh to mix it up in your fitness and doing the boxing it's three days a week of boxing monday wednesday friday and two days of weightlifting although the weightlifting was it was good like the moves i i am sore i'm gonna be sore from it um but i do need heavier weight i think if i want to get the best results possible because mm-hmm. i am the man who has lifted weights before and do, uh, doing squats with an eight pound dumbbell i mean eight pound uh medicine ball is not not enough for me not cutting but it huh not cutting it but you got creative and i even tried the whole bag guys if you don't have any weights i <laughs> i suggest you know getting a bag uh shopping ralph's bag. shopping yeah. bag uh specifically from ralph's not nowhere else <laughs> next that shit will rip that shit will rip right away and um, then uh right no they these are heavy duty these bags <laughs> shout out to ralph's man they or really know what for they're... Them, so they should be heavy duty yeah and uh they're reusable we recycle here so anyway uh fill those suckers up with some cans of food beans uh corn um sauce tomato sauce (laughs) tomato paste and you got like 20 fucking pounds this stuff really did it for me today justin like this is such a good idea definitely made it made a heavier heavier bag gotta use what you got you know right um so that was awesome that was a new experiment and it worked and i got my workout in no excuses i've been very motivated by justin's cousin taylor got me started on this um yeah shout out again to taylor jewels yeah. i'm gonna have to have her on here when once we get a little deeper into the program talk to her about it get, see what she's feeling and honestly you folks would love hearing about her story to becoming a badass beach body coach because yeah. she's very inspirational very inspirational very dedicated very kind bold um confident yeah she is great i well that's you are great too thank you thank you but you know my thing is i think no matter how confident you are it's always good to have someone that's what i tell people um i mean i know coaches that i follow online that have therapists themselves or that they have coaches themselves i think that um always having reminders and people you know as humans no matter how confident no matter how strong we are we we tend to sometimes fall back and it's good to have a coach or a mentor or someone that can kind of you know support you support you hold you accountable and just remind you when your mind's fogged up about shit you know remind you and help you clear the mental clutter (laughs) That yeah, we all I know, experience. I know someone who know, who could help you clear your mental clutter. I got your back. Like chiropractic. I got your back. I can really do some cleaning. <laughs> yeah, well, if you if you want to get a you want to get a cleaning from from Lehia, you should uh, visit her website at fulfilledpeople.com. Um what what can they get if they call you that you can they can get a free a free session with you right yeah get a free session no pressure i'm not salesy or anything like that i don't like i like to work with people who are ready to commit and who are ready to um just open-minded about things and um, ready to commit to what commit to transformation and just bettering commitment. themselves yeah bettering themselves focusing on like their craft and um putting well, you know, well, it's not just a workout 
thing? No. So it's anyone who's like scared to unleash, you know, their, their creativity. Anyone who's um, scared about what people think about it. Anyone who's just struggling with confidence. We all go through it. And I feel like, you know, I've, I can really help you out if you want to step out of your comfort zone, unleash those gifts and talents you got to share with the world. Right now's the time. No pressure, though. Like I said, if we if we bond, if we connect, great. If not, there's someone out there for you you can work with or you can do it yourself. But like I said, I definitely recommend um, some mentoring. Never, never hurts anybody. Coaching, no, never hurts anyone. Man, I just love watching you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Well, thanks for doing another one of these with me. Thanks um, for having was, me. I'm having fun. It's fun again. Yeah. Wow. And I props think, to uh, you for this podcast you got going over here, working your butt off five days a week, editing your freaking videos and doing podcasts and hitting people up from other freaking states that like are on the same um journey as you, hitting them up and doing Zoom podcasts. Dude, you're killing it. Yeah. Very well, inspiring. Thanks. Thank you for your support. I don't know how far I'd make it without you. It's been it's been great having you. Same. Um all right, well that was Leaky Wills for this time. Until next time, dear. Bye. Thank you. Ciao. <laughs>